show for you this evening, wherever you're at on the globe, especially here at Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Reparations. We're going to be talking about reparations with Pastor Robert Turner of the Vernon AME Church, historical church here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So you can dial at number 646-716-5525. And hey, y'all, don't forget to press that one button. Well, let's see. What's been going on around town here lately? Well, we've got a a few people getting together and putting their organizations together, and we want you to stop by the studio. Bring your ideas and things to the studio located at 1533 North Norfolk here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, because we've got a lot of people with a lot of good ideas, but they just don't know where to go to implement those ideas. So we can hook you up. You know, we can hook you up with the right people, you know, so do that. Don't hesitate to do it. Ah, the number you can reach us here at the studio is 918-856-3873. Again, uh, 918-856-3873. That's the number here at Eaton Media Services. And we all need some type of services. Uh, We were talking about why don't black businesses advertise? You know, we got an issue with that, you guys. We got to step up our our advertising uh, methods and uh, on social social media is free. So we don't understand why a lot of our businesses don't even utilize the social media aspect of advertising. It used to be a time, you know, you could uh, word of mouth, you can just tell Johnny and Johnny tell Terry and next thing you know, everybody know that you got this business going on. But in 2019, things are a little bit different. We live in a technical age. And so you got to get on the bandwagon, advertise your business. Too often that a black business to open up, they'll put all their products inside their store or where, whatever it is, and they put a sign outside. And that's as far as they'll go. So they don't get that community support. And they say the community didn't support them. Well, you didn't advertise. You didn't let nobody know that you were there. So you need to get out and do your part to enhance the, the economy here in the black community of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and if you're listening, any community. So uh, we want you to do that, you know. Go out, guys, ladies, volunteer. Go to Miss Johnson's house and cut her yard, fellas. Take the lawnmower and cut it for her. You know, ladies, go in if you can, build a relationship to help clean up. 
and straighten up toward a young man, somebody who's a single parent mom who is, you know, feel full of stuff and she can't mentor that young man. Mentor him, you know, go in and do that. Well, we're going to take a break and we're going to be right back here on the show. Once again, you can dial the number 646-716-5525. And don't forget to press the one button to talk to Pastor Robert Turner of the Vernon AME Church here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we're going to do that. So we're going to be right back. All right, stick around. Everybody's present. I'm back to bring these books. I am everybody's present. And I'm the one smoking that shit that everybody's smelling. So you ain't gotta guess it. That's him. Watch out. And I'm the champion. Roll with those slow, overdose slow, coming close. Whoa, that's a knockout. Don't make me hop out, pull a Glock out. Watch out for I let Will show you what the shop out. And BC's in the episode. We see he bleeds. Any nigga existing in 3D. And yeah, wrong, get it on, get him wrong. Get them very bomb bullets in them home. Yeah, and they are slaves with the K-O-K, Lil Nigga, but with the company, take your space, and they gon' hate, but they gon' wait till our time's up, now give me a clock, I can wind up. conversation here in a minute okay and um i'm glad to see you man always a blessing brother a blessing man that you were able to come in here finally got you in here wow <laughs> man it's, it's been a little while too long you know been been a minute or two huh yes, yeah yeah but we're gonna get you in here more often man hey first of all you are the, you are the pastor of the vernon ame church on greenwood 
Yes, I am. And how long you been over there, man? August 26th of 2017. Really? I left the only home I ever had in Alabama. Really? Home state. Home state, huh? Born and raised. In Alabama. Alabama. Down south. Down dirty south. Deep south. Deep south. Ooh, in the trenches of it, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, man. How did how, Growing up in Alabama, how was it for you, man? It was a beautiful thing, um, simply because of the city I grew up in, Tuskegee. Um, which is a historic place. Tuskegee, Alabama. Tuskegee, huh? Alabama, yeah. home of the Tuskegee Airmen, birthplace of Rosa Parks, uh, the site of what George Washington Carver, one of the most brilliant minds mm-hmm. ever uh, to do his scientific work, uh, Booker T. Washington. Um, unfortunately, also the site of the Tuskegee syphilis study. Yeah, right. Um, went from 1932 to 1972, mm-hmm. our U.S. government gave syphilis to black men. Yeah, I remember. Um, saying they were giving them free right health care. <laughs> That's crazy right there. Very yeah. much so. But, so, growing up in the South, man, you know, what was it like for you coming up? It was amazing um, being not necessarily raised on a farm, but just around people who um, had the wherewithal to make do with anything. I mean, you're talking about people that are just industrious, brilliant, innovative, um, black people who who knew how to make transformative change um, mm-hmm. and not needing like formal education, right. uh, but just the will and their faith in God. Um, it was, it's truly uh, a blessed place to be from. And um, I'm thankful. Man, that's great, man. You know, you got to see a real deal, holy yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. And seeing, you know? seeing people come up from, you know, Jim Crow South and overcoming uh, so much pressure and pain and agony uh, and working together, you know, as a community um, and not being afraid to address problems mm-hmm. is one of the things I got from, uh, from being from Alabama. Alabama. So you married with children? Born, yes, sir. I have a wife um, of That'll be this month, actually. We'll be married 14 years. Oh, that's a long time, bro. It is. It is. People don't know. Yeah, that's a long (laughs) time to be married. Yes, it Mm is. I have two boys. We have two boys, uh, nine and seven. Nine and seven? Years of age. Okay. One of your sons play drums, don't he? Yeah, they do. He does. Yeah, right. right. Uh So young to be playing music. Yeah, and that's what is great. I love it. Yeah, he's trying, and we're trying to encourage him. Got them on guitar. So when I saw your guitar in the studio, okay, trying to learn bass and lead. Bass and lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I I think that uh, most young people, kids coming up, if they play instruments, man, they, they, they their creative mind is so so broad, man. Absolutely. You know, they do well in school too. Absolutely. Absolutely. They do well in school. Yeah. yeah. And we have them in lessons, but we try to get him to just, especially my one that plays the lead. Mm-hmm. You know, just start learning to feel the music. Feel the music. Not yeah. just about what's on the sheet, but, mm-hmm. you know, just feeling the music. Right. A lot of times, uh, if they're hanging out with older musicians, they learn real quick and fast. Because that's, uh, you know, when we were young, me and um, running around the neighborhood, me and Charlie Wilson, all mm-hmm. us, we were playing. We were so young, but we was hanging out with them old guys. Okay. You know, and it, and it upped our skill level. Yeah, yeah. And then it got to a place, we were in high school entertaining our teachers. Wow. 
<laughs> we was in the club, man. Wow. You know what I mean? We we were sh- we were chaperone now, you know. But we was in the club, man. You know, wow. man, doing something probably we ain't got no business doing. taking requests. Taking requests. Hey, Miss Sherry Lasky, how we doing? I'm doing fine, Bobby. Hey, welcome back. You know, yes. you've been a busy bee, huh? Yes, I have. been yeah. very busy all day today. Yeah, well, great. Great to have you. Thank you. In the studio with Pastor Robert Turner. Yes. Now, now Pastor Turner, you were the pastor of this great, phenomenal, historical black church. How did that come about? Well, you know, the simple answer is God, um, um, but the technical answer is we, in the AME church I'm a part of, we have this thing called an itinerancy um, that means basically you can travel. Mm-hmm. And um, the bishop over this region, um, we had a church come open, and he, through his godly judgment, um, mm-hmm. felt that I would be a good fit. Um, he and I had met previously, and um, so he appointed me to the church. And uh, my first time in Oklahoma. Um, never been here before. Never, huh? not even on the layover flight. Wow. <laughs> uh, no family uh, at all. Um, and the first time that I uh, ever came to Vernon was when I came to Pastor. Um, didn't know where I was staying. Uh, I take uh, the 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 background spiritual element of that one night early August of 17 I was praying and every so often um, every like five years or so God kind of pulls my faith you know he kind of stretches me and he I felt that uneasiness coming again and uh, and typically when God does that he did it when I first got my call and he did that once I once I uh, went like full-time in ministry typically when he does that I, I fight you know, I don't want to do it. Yeah, um, it happens, huh? Yeah, yeah. So it goes, it kind of happens with me kicking and screaming. Uh, this time I felt that uneasiness and I said, God, you know what? I'm not going to fight you. Um, whatever it is that you want me to do, um, I just say yes. I say yes to whatever it is. I'm saying that during my evening prayers. And as I'm getting off my knees to get my cell phone, put it on the charger I notice I look at my phone to see what time it is because I want to know what time I'm going to sleep mm-hmm. and I noticed I had a text message this was like 11 10 o'clock at night and I read the text message and it is from the bishop of this area saying brother I have an opportunity for you here mm-hmm. in the 12th district mm-hmm. will you come mm-hmm. Bobby I just Said yes to God. Whatever it is, wherever it is, I say yes. I'm gonna just do it. And I look at my phone. I mean, like the next movement after I say Amen, I say in Jesus' name, Amen. Mm-hmm. I pick up my phone to see this text message about what I come. He didn't give me a state because the 12th district has Oklahoma and Arkansas. Gotcha. And I just reply back what I told God. Yes. So I commit, and I had a great job in Alabama. I was managing, I was a program director uh, for a $3 million grant to fight racism. Um, Wonderful church, nice life, really nice life. And I just told God, yes. And I left all of that. And so the funny part about that whole story is not that I said yes, 
But I lay down in my bed and tell my wife, I just prayed this prayer and I just got the text and she could have said anything, but she said, well, I guess we're going. <laughs> oh, she said it like she that. Said, I guess well, we, I guess we going. I guess we going. God told you to go, huh? Not knowing where, not knowing what I, what house I would live in, not knowing what school my boys would go to, not even knowing how much I was going to get paid. Bobby, it was that serious. It was like I was that much in the dark. And uh, but I just I committed. You just packed up, huh? Packed up, man. Packed yeah. up and left every all the family that I had. She had also because she's from Mississippi, mm-hmm. and we just left and started and didn't know what we were getting so out when you first to. you guys drove up here drove up here yeah yeah what you haul or something uh everything mm-hmm. so once you got up here who did you who was the first person you met man oh the per, of course the church i met people from the church they were there waiting on you yeah yeah because they knew they were getting a new pastor uh-huh um but how I, did that go? Yeah, <laughs> I want to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 how did that go? Yeah, as soon as you got up here, you the new man welcome. on the block. Yeah, oh. I mean, wait, it was another woman before you, it was a, and she done yeah, been right. here like a year or so too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And so when the members meet me, I mean, without fail, it was ubiquitous. Everybody, you're so young. <laughs> and they thought you was too young for you're the church. So huh? young, you are just so young. I got grandkids older than you, and. And, 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 you know, I'm used to it. I've been in ministry. So what I do, because I am young, I kind of grow my beard out. I don't have the luxury of, and I love to play and joke, uh-huh. but being a young pastor, you kind of, you got to be, be serious. serious. Yeah. Because they already elders. see you as a kid. A ch- and, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. A child. And so I can't just, you know, goof you off fail yourself, like huh? I want to. And I'm, yeah. I'm on the inside. I'm a big goofball. I love to joke <laughs> and have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I have to be serious. And uh, and it's a, it's a part of the job. I mean, I know it's not a mandate, but mm-hmm. in order for the ministry to kind of go the direction I think it needs to go in, people have to have that level of respect. Yeah, because they were on the rebuild side, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absol- absolutely. In that historical church. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. that's what it was, a historical church. That's right. Yeah, my grandma used to go there. Wow. So, I mean, you know, I understand. Wow. It's a t- sensitive spot, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It very much so is. Mm-hmm. But they've been very open and accommodating. Oh, you in right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you all the way in. Yeah, Lord, they... <laughs> you can't talk about leaving going nah, nowhere. Nah, I'm yeah. good. Hey, I'm good. good. Yeah. I'm I got my Oklahoma's driver's license now. <laughs> Do you man? Yeah, yeah man, that was tough to get my tag out of the Oklahoma tag now. Right. Uh I'm I change over everything. I haven't, I haven't haven't converted to being a sooner fan. Okay, okay. yeah. Right. I, have, I, mean, I still roll with my tie. Yeah, right. Okay. You know? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Even though we hurt right now. Uh-huh. But uh I'm I'm good on everything else though. Well, mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I was surprised to hear you. I didn't know you were from Tuskegee. Born and raised, yes, okay. ma'am. And I've been going there for like the past two years for the Professional Agricultural Workers Conference. Great. And that's a huge conference, but I'd never been to Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. And I showed up a couple of years ago and did, just on walking tour because it was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And the history, history that's like that's connected to Tulsa yes. that people really don't, don't. know. Like Booker like, T gave us the name, Wall right, Street. You right. know? Not only that, Dr. Carver was there, and Dr. Carver did a lot of work. That's right. You know, and research, and also like the third 
um, director or president or whatever of their science department with came a more yep. yeah and came here to run Morton mm-hmm. That's right. so That's right. a lot of people don't know the history no. and the connection that we have with Tuskegee and just pretty much you know a lot of them don't, don't even know, know what the, That's the, right. it, what the airman was all about right. Man, they they don't. that right there yes yes you know, it was so similar to me the two cities uh um when I and I say two cities I mean North Tulsa and Tuskegee, because as you know, Tuskegee is not a large city right. like mm-hmm. Tulsa is. But if you compare just North Tulsa to the city of Tuskegee, it's very similar, very mm-hmm. educated mm-hmm. Uh, people, conscience. Um, um, and, and even Booker T. Washington, when he came here, when he found out they called this area Greenwood, we have a Greenwood in Tuskegee. Oh, really? Yeah. We, in okay. fact, Pop Warner football, there used to be a team called Greenwood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my guy, I'm, I'm from what they call East End, Tuskegee, mm-hmm. by the lake. Okay. And, um, and so we would play each other in just what we call not intramural sports, mm-hmm. uh, Pop Warner League sports. But I never, you know, realized the connection that the Greenwood and Tuskegee mm-hmm. and the Greenwood here, the mm-hmm. Greenwood district. Now, when you got here, did you know very much about Black Wall Street? Is it something did. that you had to learn? Did, did you study it before you came? When I was a student at the University of Alabama, okay. um, I learned about it during my African-American history courses. Um, I did not know the full scale, um, but I just knew that there was a place of black excellence in America mm-hmm. that was destroyed. Yeah. Never knew you were going to be right here on it. <laughs> never, never, never in my wildest yeah. dreams. Wow. Interesting right there. So being at that historical church, man, I know you met tons of people, you know, and there, um, it's a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. And you had to learn some of that history about that historical church. And um, I know Brother Chief and him, they do the tours and mm-hmm. stuff down there. And we got Vanessa and Christy and all of them. They're friends of yours who, yes. who've been by your side and some of your church members the diehard church members that are off in there. And they, they've been making sure you're taken care of. Yeah, they have. You know, they yeah. have. I can't ask for a better group of comrades um, mm-hmm. that have been. Some really, of the deacons and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And, oh, yeah. yeah the, the sisters of the church. And, Absolutely. Or mothers of the church. Yeah. <laughs> it's, be, yeah. it's really been a blessing. It uh, really has. It's been a blessing for you. And so now you part of the furniture. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I say. Part of you, part of the furniture now. And I was just up in there. Uh, what was that? A couple of Saturdays ago. Yes, you uh, were. Sundays or uh-huh. something like that ago. And uh, Aduni yeah. was doing her presentation. That was great, wasn't it? It was. It was. Great. And I really enjoyed hearing the reflection from the elders, mm-hmm. um, especially your father, who mm-hmm. is, in my opinion, um, he doesn't get enough uh, credit for the work that he has done uh, in this city, in particular for North Tulsa. And uh, it was just humbling well, thank to hear you. his story. Yeah, Pops is always trying to just tell us, tell the right story. Mm-hmm. So many people got the story, but they don't tell the right story. And they don't have some of that knowledge that he has in them stories. Mm-hmm. He didn't told me some stories, and my <laughs> eyes be just budging. I'd be like, what? Because his daddy told him. You know, over in that barbershop over man. there. Mm. And they talked about it like, oh, man, I used to be a little boy over there. And I mean, like, when I when you see great men like Homer Johnson, mm. Don Ross, uh, Bernard McIntyre, yeah. you know, my pops, 
and other guys all together mm-hmm. talking that talk, you know, talking about uh, reparations yeah. and talking about, yeah. about civil rights. That's right. Ray Freeman, all these guys. I used to be over there, like looking at, like I say, looking at them dirty magazines, <laughs> you know, in the, in the, in the barber shop, sweeping the broom and stuff like that. I got busted a couple of times. Everybody in the barber shop was looking at me, you know what I mean? And I was looking at them, and all of a sudden I looked up, and they started, they just broke out laughing. Oh boy, that's funny. Oh, man, I was so embarrassed. Let me tell you, <laughs> they busted that one. Now uh, you, uh, did they catch you? Oh, they bu- man, they busted me, man, and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm talking. About I must have turned fifty colors, man, because they was all looking at it. nobody. Just, nobody said happened? anything. I, I think I think my daddy said, "Look at him." Oh, something like that. Something like that. Look at him. And everybody. And it got all quiet. Got all quiet. Know it was quiet. And I, and I had a, I had a dirty magazine inside of a clean magazine. Oh. <laughs> and then they said, "We know." Then then somebody. I think my daddy and my grandpa say, "Yeah, we know what you're doing over there." <laughs> You know, and I was just like I said, so embarrassed. Did it make you stop? Oh man! Nah. Only time, hey, only time I looked at him is when nobody wasn't in there. You know now, huh? Yeah, you learned your lesson. You learned my lesson, man. It was a long time before I did that. You know, so man, oh man, what a funny, but a lot of memories and stuff in that barbershop. You know, we're gonna we're working on. Uh, turning it into a museum. That's awesome. Yeah, that museum. We're gonna turn it into a museum where the public can come in That's awesome. and see all of these great men and some of their contributions, Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And uh we're working on it right now. So we're gonna get started. The work's gonna take place. No man, I think that um those icons of yesteryear, mm-hmm. um every child in, in this city needs to know their names. They do. Because we benefit from their labor, and we don't realize it. And um, I, so, anything I can do to help out with that, also, please. Oh um, man, get involved with it, man! Know. It's gonna be awesome, man. We're gonna put the barber chairs right back where they at. That's nice. You know, the sinks and stools and all the clippers and yeah. the whole thing, and people can just come in and you know, and you know, that's amazing. Get some of that history. Mm-hmm. That history. That's what we want. That's the, well, I want that history to be pushed down mm-hmm. a lot of times our youth don't get a no. lot of stuff that they need no how they yeah. get it and it's been kind of watered down watered down not necessarily mm-hmm. the truth watered down so that's my way of keeping my grandfather's legacy alive good joe eaton joe Eaton. you know because he's the one who built the building he's the one it was his barbershop and this side we're over right now which is a radio station side because mm-hmm. this is a duplex was for family Mm. This part right here was for family. The barbershop was his. And he's, so you could go to grandpa and say, hey, no, if nobody wasn't in here, you can open up your business. Wow. You know, this has been a boutique shop. It's been a photography shop mm-hmm. throughout the years. My daddy had his campaign headquarters in here one time. So it's been. Did that ran for office? Oh, yeah. Back in the day. Okay. Yeah. You know what his logo was? What was that? His name is Bobby Eaton, right? Uh-huh. Bob. Let's get Bob to do the job. <laughs> that was so funny, man. What did he yeah. run for? The you county commissioner. County commissioner. Okay, yeah, county commissioner. He ran. He was close. Okay. But uh, have yeah. we ever had a black county commissioner? Yes, um, Mr. Yeah. Collins. Mr. Collins. Collins. Yeah, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Before this mm-hmm. current. One, yeah, we yeah. had one guy. Yeah, so so much history, man. All of that, you know. Mm-hmm. So great. Mm-hmm. Well, being at Vernon, man, I know it's a lot of challenges. 
And I know uh, you're the only pastor I know been out on the street corners of City mm-hmm. Hall, man, with a with a megaphone. And a big old sign. And a big old sign, man, throwing down and not afraid to say what's on your mind about reparations, man, and, and other things that's going on in the city. What made you decide to go down there, man, and get on that corner and bring forth all of that information and knowledge? Well, um, it's, it's going to be a repeated answer um, for my motivations. First of all, it comes from God, right? Uh, when I first came to Tulsa, I knew about Black Wall Street, but I didn't know particularly about the history of Vernon and how it tied to Greenwood, Black Wall Street, you name it. And when I found out about that and I did research on the commission's report on the race at the time, they called the race ride miscommission report that was done back in 2000 by Maxine Horner and Don Ross and those guys. Um, And I saw the recommendations that they came up with uh, for reparations and none of it was done. And I was like, okay, so we have, we have the research, we have the data, um, but nothing done about the problem. Um, they, I read, they went to court, the court said, you know, statute limitations. So they quit. Um, they quit fighting pretty, pretty much. Um, and that was it. And I looked around because I'm, you know, not from here. So I was looking around to see what was going on to help push for reparations since what happened in 2000 didn't go through because I wanted to join whatever that was, right? I wanted to be a part of that fight. And I didn't see much, if anything. Um, And so, but I still felt that burning passion on the inside and um, found out about the city council meeting on on Wednesday. And um, I've been praying and I was like, God, what do you, what is this? What do you, and he, 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 basically uh, told me, I want you to go and tell the city. And speak on it. Yeah. And knowing that they have a limited amount of time in city council meetings and have, they have city council meetings on Wednesday, the same day traditionally black folk have Bible study. Yeah. And that that was done intentionally because it was on a Thursday, but they changed from Thursday to Wednesday. Um, I said, God, I'm, if I'm going to do what you want me to do, I'm going to need a bullhorn because you still got me preaching Sunday and I don't want to put my voice out mm-hmm. and I want people to be able to hear me. And so out of nowhere, a member gave me a bullhorn. <laughs> gave you a bullhorn. Yeah, just gave me a bullhorn. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I told him I, I would like, and I'm thinking, you know, preachers talk, people don't listen to what they're saying. I mentioned it one time and lo and behold, here come your bullhorn. Here come a bullhorn. I had a breakfast meeting um, with a, a brother that I admire, uh, Dr. Joey Crutcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and I was talking about, and I told him I was praying about something God was putting on my heart um, as far as since they having Bible study, since they having city council meetings on the day we have Bible study, I'm praying about, you know, bringing Bible study to city hall. 
And he said, he said the exact same words. Like we all, he said, that's what about true Bible study. Everybody is. meet up in city hall. Everybody huh? meet up in city hall. Okay. And I'm like, that was my confirmation. You know, I got, I got the bullhorn. I got validation from an elder leader, a statesman that I respect. And, um, I just said, God, give me the day, give me the day. And, um, I'll go. And the day was the Wednesday. Following 9-11, it was September the 12th, 2018. I'll never forget it. And didn't know what to expect. Uh, I didn't register for a public outburst or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking I'm probably going to get arrested. Mm-hmm. right? I'm, I, I, I told my wife, you know, call this such and so person to bail me out. I'm probably going to jail. Mm-hmm. And so I never forget, I got out of my car and I didn't publicize it to the media. I told one group about it and I'm not going to name the group. I told one group about it that was supposed to be for reparation mm-hmm. and they told me not to do it. Oh, okay. They, they told you don't do it? They told me not to do it. Mm-hmm. They said, we vote and decide. I said, you can't vote and decide something God told me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I went by myself and mm-hmm. um, just a Bible in one hand and bull on another. And I walked. It was, it's, it's different now because I'm used to doing it. But the very first time Doing that physically by yourself. Were you nervous? Man, that was it was I was nervous driving Mm -hmm. up to it. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I got out that car and I started to walk, I really felt like there were angels. Around you, huh? Yeah, man. I I was physically alone, but I felt like there were angels like watching over me. I felt like, you know, the AJ Smithermans and the girlies. I felt like you surrounded was, by yeah. You know, I, I you was could like, call it what it is. You, you know, had your ancestors yeah. around and walking with and, you. And so. I'm like, I mean, I know people think I'm just single by myself out here, but they don't understand. There's a huge congregation from okay. heaven looking yeah. down, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Go on, black man, preach." And um, and so that started it. Mm-hmm. And so rain, sleet, hail, or snow, out there, I'm gonna it. let the city know. Yeah, you know, a friend of mine said he goes out there with you too. Cleo, Cleo is a brother beloved. I was gonna say Cleo Harris. I was gonna say once I started doing that, um, God has just sent support, and Cleo is a brother that I can't say enough about. He mm-hmm. has been there on times because now my schedule has gotten a lot busier. Mm-hmm. Uh, on times where I'm out of town, he's still still going out down there, the huh? floor, and yeah. I just. I thank God so much for him, um, and and he has been a true asset mm-hmm. and a true blessing. And members from the church, mm-hmm. and now our men's ministry starting to come out has huh? come oh, out, cool. and and mm-hmm. and so we and so now we stopped just the city hall Bible study, and now we've had the march when mm-hmm. we so starting October, starting last October, we march, and that was the first ever march in the city for uh, reparations, mm-hmm. and uh, we marched from city hall to Vernon every Wednesday, uh, starting at 4.30. Okay. This is when the City Hall protest Bible mm-hmm. studies happen. And then when we finish, mm-hmm. we march. And, man, you, you ought to see the looks. Uh, we've had some, I've had some personal uh, things that have happened since then. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to ask you. Um, well, I'm sorry. No, I was going to ask you what you just said, personal things. Yeah, um, um, and I don't even want to dignify people's actions with uh, edification mm-hmm. on your show. Um, but I know God is protecting mm-hmm. me 
and okay. I don't fear any man. Yeah. And if they're listening now, I mean, hit me with your best shot uh, because I don't, I don't worry about that. I, I pray and I know that um, who's protecting me. Right. And um, I'm going to keep going as long as I got breath in my body. And I just know if I no longer have that breath in my body, somebody else will pick up the flag. Okay. I got a question. Uh, man, the white folks. <laughs> Come on, man. You know, can we tell our stories our way here? Yeah. Have you had any opposition from some of them, you know, like yelling back at you or saying something oh, yeah. kind, of, kind of crazy? Oh, yeah, all the I'm time. pretty sure you in oh. Tulsa, Oklahoma, you got to get that. Yeah. So what are some of the things they be saying back to you, man? They, uh, you know, people tell me to shut up all the time. They do? Uh, people point the finger and not the, not, not not the, the nice finger. Yeah. Not the nice finger, yeah. huh? Yeah, um, people kind of crank up the engine. Um, that's just, I'm kind of used to that now. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a other things that people kind of do and say and um do they ever come up to you i've had um and you know try to debate you and go back and forth no 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 nobody has has done that per se they they have they have tried to talk to the people around me to try to discourage them they have done that like why y'all here what are y'all up here with him Mm -hmm. for and all that kind of stuff um um but yeah no i've had uh interesting individuals you know kind of stand um uh across the street mm-hmm. and, and on the corner across on the, the corner trench coat like um yelling stuff to I, you. no just eyeballing oh just eyeballing. And, and one okay. guy just kind of stood there one time and um you know you have your little your pickup trucks that circle the block and um 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 it's just other things man that i don't even want to kind of dignify but we we I'm continue gonna keep marching, on. yeah, and then they, they won't stop me. They won't, they won't, and I don't, I don't pressure anybody to come out there with me because I know uh, it could be dangerous. Like literally, every time I go out there, and I, when I put my clothes on to go, um, I kind of think about this could be the last outfit I ever wear, you know, and um, but I go, you know, and it's just something that you when this when this that ingrained in you, you know, I'd rather live on my feet, you know, than down my knees. And, uh, unless I'm praying. Um, and so we just, we're going to keep doing it because we owe it to the ancestors and those who gone on before us, uh, to do it peacefully. I don't agitate. I don't, you know, try to, uh, provoke. Um, but I just speak truth to power. I tell this city, what her sins are um um and it is not my job even because some people you talk about white people um i've had some words some black folk to try to say what's your point what's your purpose it's, oh it ain't gonna change nothing and, and all of that they and, don't believe huh? no nah, yeah and so to me they got me wrong that i'm not trying to change anybody when i preach i'm not trying to change folk that's what the lord's job is my job is to be obedient and my job is to just follow God's will. Um, he does the transformation. And so my job is to hold them publicly accountable, to give them notice that you have sinned, you are sinning, and justice is due to God's people. Mm-hmm. And whether or not other folks think it's realistic, whether or not other folks think it's possible, or not, I don't I don't let uh, – I've got more, I would say – naysaying from within 
than from without. So you're saying from like, because I want to, does your church support you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God for okay. that. Uh, the men's ministry of our church, yeah. um, they come, and even the members that don't come, they send their support. Mm-hmm. Um, they are definitely praying um, for me, and um, I appreciate that, because they could be the other way around, yeah. you know, historical church like Vernon. Right, know. but but because of the situation with Vernon and their, you know, the acts that happened to Vernon, of course, you would hope everybody in the church would be on board with reparations or reparation for the church and the community as well. But you made a comment about some of us. Okay. And the thing about what you're doing, Mm -hmm. they always say, Oh, you know, that's beneath me. We don't need to be out there protesting. We don't need to do this, that, and the other. But baby, if there was one dime that came down on the table, they won't five cents. That's right. They would line up for it. That's right. So people are willing, you know, they'll tell you, no, uh-uh, don't do that, don't do that. But the moment it looks like any type of, you know, anything that looks similar to, resembling, whatever, reparations or anything, they'll be the first one. Mm-hmm. And that's the crazy part. Like I'm not Half even up. a descendant. You're right. I'm not even a descendant right. of a survivor. So right. I'm personally not going to benefit at all from this. Um, well, you the, will. The, 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 the Vernon may. Um, You'll benefit. But the thing about this, I'm not going to be a Vernon. Family. I'm gonna die one day, right? We, I, we I, all are. I, I'm, I'm. Yeah. And I'm in an itinerant system, so mm-hmm. you know. So this really doesn't kind of. This is something that doesn't benefit no, you personally, no. but it brings attention to exactly. what is happening. Well, what has well, not you know, I kind of like, exactly. you know, you guys say that, but uh, I think uh, if you're African American, it benefits you. Yeah. Okay. As a people. Oh, yeah. As a, pe- as a people. Oh, yeah. As, as a people. Definitely. There's a benefit. Definitely. You know, it's, you, you ain't definitely. losing the war yeah. if you're doing what you're doing, yeah. you know, so yeah. it's a benefit. Yeah. You know, some kind of way because it's. If you if one person can mm-hmm. just hear what you said out there on the corner, mm-hmm. and they can you can and, and they can reform themselves yeah. and their thinking and their minds, then that's one person one. That's right. You know. But the challenge is getting people to understand and wrap their heads around reparations. Some people. Some, some some people don't don't even know what reparations are as far as our people is concerned, yeah. and as far as some of them is concerned. And the, the the question is always asked. Okay, what kind of reparations are you talking about? You saying you know, reparations you what, gave what are you, you what are you talking about? You talking about financial yeah. reparations? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, physical? Check, yeah, check, 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 check. All of that. Yeah, all, all of that. that. And yeah. how much are you talking and about? All of that. How so, much do you give? Do you give until you die? And on reparations until, until it's made right. Uh, well, it ain't gonna never be made well, no, right. It's not you. Right. All it's of what we can sacrifice right. in our lives Absolutely. and back. Oh, and so the thing is this: uh, I think you're both right um, in a sense that um, because it won't go to the actual people, mm-hmm. um, they can never repay us for everything that mm-hmm. we lost. No way. Right? But as they have done for other communities, mm-hmm. is what you were saying. Oh, for sure. They, if we are truly seen as equal citizens right. in this country, um, if you can give it to the Confederacy, 
and they rebelled against us mm. in the Civil War. But we gave the South reparations. I went to right. the University of Alabama. So One know. of the buildings <laughs> I had a class, an African-American history class, it has a plaque on the wall saying this building was built in reparations to the South for the Civil War. We gave it to the Confederacy. We gave it to a Republican president, gave it to the Japanese Americans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Over $1.6 billion mm-hmm. to 80,000 Japanese. Ended up being like 20 million per person and we gave it to the native americans in the alaska we gave them like gave it to everybody man. million acres except, of land except for one everybody we supported it when germany gave oh, yeah. it to the jews from the holocaust every ethnicity that has ever suffered mass damage in this country has gotten it but african-americans but, you know, the, the difference is between those communities and us, they fight for theirs. Right. And we don't fight for ours. We fight, Brother Bobby, for everybody else's Elf. issue. We fight for everybody. I mean, you name a cause. We right there with we them. We right there with them. But when it comes to things that solely benefit black people, we quiet and our so-called allies, they know where to be found. Mm-hmm. And so, excuse me for being unapologetically black. And supporting an issue that benefits black people. And people like to throw up in my face, you know, well, you all got affirmative action. That, mm, that, and mm. affirmative action benefits white, white women, women more than it does anybody else. Then some people have the nerve to say, well, you got parks. You got uh, centers. Yeah, parks. I've heard that. A, uh, you got parks. A park a is for you all to take your kids to. My community, we don't need a, more parks. We, no, need we, some re- we need some justice. We need some economic development. Exactly. We need some grocery stores and, and some stuff. But that's, but, that's what, but that's what I've heard the response be. And people say, you know, you're Rush Limbaugh's of the world. Well, you got welfare. Guess what? White women get more money in welfare than we do. You oh, sure. Sure. No, I, mean, I tell, I tell people about welfare, welfare yes, right. than, yeah. than anybody, okay? Don't right. get it twisted. And so I just wish we're a minority on welfare. Exactly. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I just wish our community um, supported themselves and see, I, I really think it's a vestige of, of a white supremacist ideology that you don't deserve justice. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the same day mental slavery That's right. of, of our mm-hmm. minds. We're That's still right. enslaved in our minds. That's right. And we don't, sometimes we don't believe we, we can do things in unity. You know, other races, they get together, and the Hispanics, they get together and rebuild and right. do different things like that in the community. But it seems like we have a hard time putting our dollars together to build and, and grow and see the vision of tomorrow. Yeah, and then another thing I've heard people say, well, it's just too much. We can't pay you all back. It's just too much money that we owe you. And, and I'm talking about the slavery reparations mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I remember when we had a recession in this country, but the big banks were mm-hmm. bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Right. And we gave a $1 trillion stimulus in the middle of a recession, recession. because we said folk were too big to, to fail. fail. That's, That's right. right. Too big to fail. But what about black folks? What, a, what about you? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> right. What about you? But we can't let people tell us what they don't have. And mm-hmm. what they can't And what they right. can't do. Right. Let's go to the phone lines right quick. A couple of people on here. If you want to talk, all you got to do is press the one button if you're listening. 
Uh, let's see what we got here. Area code 539-664. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, hey, this is Christy. How is everybody? Oh, uh, How are you Hello, doing, Miss Christy? Christy? Hey. hey, Christy. <laughs> hey, Pastor Carter. <laughs> this is my girl. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> know that boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bob. Hey, Sam. What's going on? How you doing? And what you got going? What you got going on? I know you busy in the community and you no, doing uh-uh, stuff. No, I'm not. She on the phone calling. Well, she, 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 she has a break. She get a break tonight. She's taking a break. That's all she's doing. Break time. Mm-hmm. No, I did. I, I I heard you had my friend on, so I said I gotta get in here, and I'm glad that you have Pastor Turner on um, to so you know people can hear what he's doing because. Um, he deserves so much more and uh, and and more support from this community than what he's getting, because um, what he's doing is historic, and um, people need to really really catch on. I'm so inspired uh, by Pastor Turner. I've never said this before, but um, when Pastor Turner came, I was in a real no place with activism because you know you just get to a point where you get tired because you feel like it's only you and nobody's listening uh then someone comes along like pastor turner who was just a light um for me and so i am so grateful to you pastor turner and uh and what you're doing and i always will support you when i you know definitely can Sometimes I get so busy at the school, but, you know, I'll be there when I can. Um, but, yes, I love what you're doing and talking about reparations. So that is a topic that we definitely need to talk about. Um, and, and, and what does that mean? You know, and a lot of people just think of it as a check. And, yes, I do want my check, but I also... <laughs> want to have shared resources like we should mm-hmm. have a piece of waves, piece of the railways um you know of shared power and those resources um we should be establishing international economic agreements and um uh, you know those type of things as black people um and not be afraid to to demand those things i'm not gonna say ask but to demand those things um you know, we always looking to build bridges, and I always say I hate when people say that we need to build a bridge. Why are we building a bridge for a bridge we didn't even destroy? We just need to build where we're at. And so um, I think that's just so important, and Pastor Turner really uh, is that example and, and really getting us to build within our own community rather than building bridges. We need to build from above the foundation we already have. Uh, here, um, and I always say too, there's two types of reparations: one external, one internal. And we definitely need to really focus on the internal as well as the external. And that internal reparations is we have to create a set uh, values and principles agreed upon, um, because you know white folks would love to give us a check if they know we don't spend it with them. Mm-hmm. No, so we have yeah, to that's true too. spend uh, money within our community and support each other. And so um, 
I know Vanessa, our city council, Vanessa Hall Harper, um, is really trying to get a reparations conference. And so we do. Mm. She need to get on this radio station and come on and tell our people what's going on. <laughs> That's what I've been trying to get Vanessa on here. That's what she need to do. And to you know, uh, yeah. council ladies credit, um, I love me some Vanessa. Is but the only sitting city councilor publicly come out in support of reparations. And I want to say this, and I and my sister, my dear sister Christy, um, always kind of mentions this uh, about you know partisan politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to be certain that before we give people our vote, and I think Christy even has a T-shirt about this. We need to make sure these candidates have a black agenda. And chief among that black agenda ought be reparations. Mm-hmm. And we need to stop, you know, allowing people to pacify us with paved roads. Uh, we're going we're gonna to pave the street. We're going to give you a splash pad and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And we get happy off that small stuff. That's right. You know, we need a commitment from you that if you get in this position, you are going to support justice, reparations for our community. And period, point blank, and 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 every other issue, splash pads, paved roads, that's fine, that's great. But well, they should be doing that anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what they need to be doing anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, Christy, hey, thank right. thank you for calling in on the show and sharing that good information. Okay. All right, love y'all. Love, love you Jesus too. Christ. All right. She's a trooper. She is. She's been there. Been there. One uh, people like her, people like Chief, people Mm -hmm. like Vanessa, people like soldiers, man. Tiffany Crutcher, um, who in the midst of her family, all of them, Greg Robinson, Greg Robinson, Richard Baxter, Uh, even even some of our our Caucasian brothers, Nate Morris. Yeah, Nate. He's been really solid and active. Right. Um, And I'm just thankful for their support. um, In the community. Yeah. Let's go to the phone lines. We got another caller right here. Let's see who we got right here. Area code nine one eight. Three one zero. You're on the Eden show. Ray Nail has also been a big supporter. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Kevin, Kevin Ross saying, "Yeah, what a great oh, show. Yeah. Kevin Ross in the house. Oh my goodness. Man, y'all hitting it on the head. I must say, this is a point in time that it's like preaching to the choir. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Definitely doing it. And and, and and Pastor, I, I must say. I have seen many pastors come to Tulsa, say what they're going to do in Tulsa, and then they leave Tulsa. But I must say, you came in headstrong, confront whatever devil that come your way or our way, and you speak up for all of us. It has been a powerful uh, uh, occasion for me to see you do the work that should have been done by others a long time ago. And wow. this is truly uh, amazing. And, and when I see you work, I'm like, I wish I could be there with him. I will be there with him. I wasn't working, but I know there will be a day I will be out there those weeks. And, and man, and I, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, um, I had worked with the Race Riot Commission uh, when it was active back in 2001. I mm-hmm. ended up uh, also working with uh, Johnny Cochran and Charles Overtree when it came to sue the city and court right. reparations. And they got off on a technicality. So the mm-hmm. fight should never be dead. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, no, we need to keep the talk, the talk up. It, 
you know, one thing that, that in my observation, when we had, I call them the Greenwood Dream Team, when it came to Tulsa, with the bad, bad lawyers, black and white, the male and female that came to, to, to represent Tulsa's uh, 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 survivors, the few that were left, one thing that did sadden me, I didn't see enough Tulsa mm. on the wagon. These people came with their own dimes, came in to help us. And we did not like, you know, jump on that bandwagon. So uh, uh, keep fighting the fight. There are many of us with you on this. You're not alone. And and I must say, I, I, I want to congratulate Bobby on his new K-Bar. Thank you. Yeah, and you came back home with a vision, and you brought it. You brought a lot of things to spirit. And I'm telling you, when I came back home, it wasn't this kind of fight going on. We still don't have the fight that we should be having, or no talk of the totally different. We got, like Big Mom used to say, a closed mouth don't get fed, and I want to take and shrimp. We got to be able to understand that we, too, need to be at that table at all times. I, I love the work that, that's going on. Uh, I love what Vanessa's doing, Chief and, 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 and Chrissy, uh, uh, keeping that fight up. And, yes, they're getting tired of us, and so they should. But the fight <laughs> goes on. All right, like man. That's great. That's great. Thanks, Kevin Ross, man. Greenwood Tribune in the house. You guys, you know, send him a request. Get, you know, because you know, we always talk that you all you need black media. Mm-hmm. Do not disregard black right. media. It's so important. That's right. It is so. It's more important than most people even think about us, especially. Yeah, and Kevin's been doing it. For, and he's been doing it for mm-hmm. for a long time. I've been knowing his brother forever. And his dad is another one of those legends. Who are you that, talking about? I mean, hey, we wouldn't be. Hey, we wouldn't have any of the data hey, we have outside of the work that his daddy was over in the barbershop. Right. Wow. <laughs> in the bar. He was in the barbershop. Man. You know. And so what yeah, you guys have in Tulsa is remarkable. We have in Oklahoma something that the United States Congress does not have because of the work of Brother Calvin's dad and, and Senator Horner. Mm-hmm. We have empirical data on the harm and the effects of the race massacre of 1921. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Congress, John Conyers started, now Sheila Jackson Lee out of Texas is continuing. They have presented a bill in every session to study the effects of slavery on Africans and their descendants. They can't even get a second from their own Democratic colleagues. But what you all have in Oklahoma, you have what they're trying to get in Congress. They're trying to get a study. We already have a study from Mm -hmm. the Race Ride Commission Report Mm -hmm. of 2001. The only thing we don't have is the testicular will or the unmitigated gall of elected officials to push for Actual recommendations being implemented. Okay, yeah, you failed the Supreme Court, right? But you got state right. statute. The Oklahoma State Legislature tomorrow can pass a law to enforce to implement those recommendations. They can enforce. They can. They can pass a law tomorrow to cut the check to each one of the descendants from the 1921 race massacre. If they don't have enough courage to do that, they can pass a bill that can waive the statute of limitations to allow people like you to sue them for what they and, did and, not. And, and, that's the, and that's the problem with that. 
You know, so the thing that I understand that my father's push for for reparations when he was active in office, it mirrored what went on in Rosewood. Mm-hmm. Okay. It mirrored Rosewood. You know, Rosewood is what it should have been. But Oklahoma got slick and put things in place that they couldn't be sued. Yeah, that's the craziness of it. Said, well, that's not a good idea at all. But we can't be sued. You know, we can't pay for reparations against the law. And so we got to get uh, politically motivated. Those people that are in power right now, we need to put the feet to the fire. Let's make this thing work. We got to go along with your agenda when it's, it should be everybody's agenda. But we yeah, all got be. to have that talk. We all got to sit down at, at our the own table before we go to other tables. We need to have our own table talk or sit under the shade, the shade screen in front of the barbershop and have that talk amongst us. If not, you know what? And that's right, Kevin, because, you know, that's what those men did. They they, right. they had a talk, man, in a conference, like in the barbershop or around the coffee table, mm-hmm. and they strategized. That's right. You know, they right. strategized. They put it together, and they knew where they were going. They knew what was happening. They knew the laws. They knew what they could do and what they couldn't do. But they did it. So I do want to say this, is that um, uh, I, I'm looking at this thing uh, right now, uh, uh, September 2018, when that Wall Street, the Washington Post story came out. With Christian Vanessa Lafonte's thoughts. That was a historic change. But what no, made uh, that change made action that you was able to speak a uh, uh, power to truth. I mean, you speak the truth to power when, uh, oh, by the way, Mr. Mayor, what you do about the brain? And mm-hmm. the rest is history. Right now, making right. history. There are other cities around the country that's following talks of lead on how we do this. They're just figuring out, we got some great. Mm-hmm. What's looking? They're looking at us. All eyes on Tulsa. Oh, eyes on you know, and wait and yeah. wait until the centennial gets here. Right. Oh boy. Yeah, that that's well, when it's really that's gonna, hit really, yeah, it's gonna hit the fan. Because when you look at what's happened and what mm-hmm. happened then and between then and now, I mean, it's it's just it's unbelievable yeah. that what has not happened. Yeah. And so when people come and they see that, it, it's sort of like, it hasn't well, what y'all, what have, you, what have you guys been doing? And exactly. the people that have been here be, between that time, what have they been right. doing? And what have, you haven't demanded right. anything from yeah. your, legis- your elected right. officials on the state level, you know, yeah. local, local level, we know yeah. what we're doing. But yeah. when you get to the state level and you the black caucus what what have you done? Right, right. Look here, we got a lot of callers and people want to want to hone in on the conversation. Okay. Kevin, hey man, thank you man for tuning in. Really appreciate um, you, brother. We you know we love you to death over here. So love you thank you. Love you more. Right. Okay. I just want to say that I didn't even and and you know this, brother Ross, uh, that that meeting that you're referencing, I didn't even go there intending to say what I said. Uh, I just yeah. read the article about yeah. Counsel Lady Harper and Christie and what they had done and unearthing yeah. the mass graves issue. And I just, God kind of put it on me and said, if nobody else says something, Robert, you say something. Right, right, right. And so when nobody wow. said anything, That's the way it goes. I was the last person to, to raise my hand. And <laughs> I, I wow. mentioned 
and um, I called the mayor out on it, and um, I called him out on rep- reparations too. He didn't answer the reparations question, but he did <laughs> respond to the. Um, he did yeah, he didn't answer that one, huh? To the man's yeah. grave. Okay. Well, let's move on along. We got some phone calls. Hey, Kevin, we'll talk to you in a minute, okay? Thanks, bro. All right. All right. Let's see what we got here. Area code. Three three four two zero seven. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. Hey, Bobby, it's Tiffany Crutcher. <laughs> Hello, Miss Tiffany. Hello, Tiffany. How we doing? Hey, Miss Sherry. Hey, Doctor Turner. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm doing what? good. Of course, you all knew I had to call in when I heard my yeah. brother was going to be on the show this evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. comrade and sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, well, I just good knowledge just and good to give him a shout out. He is we are so blessed to have him in Tulsa and and I don't ever like to get into shaming our people because we we have been traumatized. You know, we have a lot of unresolved grief, uh, a lot of internalized oppression, but God always sends somebody just like he sent Martin Luther King to Montgomery. Uh, he sent Dr. Robert Turner to Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> and yes, and I've watched this brother um, do some amazing things and just jump right in and just take ownership and, and treat Tulsa like it is his home, even though he's not from here. And I need to see how he houses the homeless. I mean, he allows homeless families to to stay at his church for a week at a time and and they feed these people and you know he's done summer camps you know my nephew was a part of a a summer camp um this past summer and it just helped him tremendously and to go around the community and give communion and allow um open up his church just for community for the community for people like myself and and other activists just to have meetings. He's done so much. And it reminds me of Dexter Avenue um, Church Mm. here in Montgomery back in the day when the church used to be everything. It used to be City Hall. Uh, It used to be the Department of Education for our community. It it was everything. They talked about economic development. And that's what Dr. Turner is doing. He's changing the game. And, and, um, you know, I just want you to cling on to Galatians 6 and 9. Don't get tired. Don't get weary. Mm. Keep marching, even if you have to stand by yourself. That's what I pride myself in. That's the scripture um, that has kept me going, and it, it, it gives me hope. And so I just want to let you know to stay encouraged. Um, we love you. You've jumped right into the Terrence Crutcher Foundation yeah. and um, us in, in that effort as well. And so just want to let you know we love you. You have been a light to this city. and. You know, people may not see it now. They may not acknowledge it right now, but just know, um, you know, your time is coming and God, he sees everything that you're doing. And so I'm grateful for you and uh, just looking forward to to great things. And I will say this, y'all, Dr. Turner's church allowed us to build a memorial on that ground, on the playground. He could have given this land and sold it to retailers that want that land, you know, to to white people. He could have done a lot, could have capitalized off of that land. But he said, no, we're going to memorialize our ancestors because they've never had a proper memorial or a burial or a ceremony. And that's sinful. 
when you don't yeah, do yeah. that. When, and, and so he said, you know what, we're going to do this. And and I'm just humbled, honored, grateful, and just can't say thank you enough. And, and man, God sent you to Tulsa right on time. So that's all I have. And congratulations, Bobby. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for always lending this platform for us to share our story. And, um, you know, I'll be home soon. Well, thank you. When you get here, thank you got to come by the Chris. station. You know what I mean? We want to talk some more, okay? And I just want to celebrate mm-hmm. um, Dr. Crutcher on really being the a, work that she's done. I mean, yeah. I can't even put oh. into words. She's like, been a soldier. I mean, in the in, midst of suffering right. and mourning, yeah, um, she just has opened up her story for all of us to share in. And, and continue to, to share and to fight. You know, mm-hmm. it's one thing. Is, it's one thing struggle. to mourn, mm-hmm. but, but it's to another thing. Fighting at the same time. I mean, and know, standing. That's mm-hmm. like, I mean, incredible to me. So her strength, I know, is God given, mm-hmm. and um, I, I consider her like a Harriet. You know, she is a Harriet, and 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 she is really uh, um, someone that. She's one of those she's community. one of those people in the community, one of those soldiers. Mm-hmm. You know, we got some few soldiers and yeah. everybody kinda know you everybody. That's right. You know what I mean? You know if you have a meeting or a town hall or something, mm-hmm. these soldiers are gonna show up. Well, she's part of those soldiers. And she gets yeah. stuff done. Like yeah, she people, gets stuff done. A lot of people yeah. talk, you know, but have you seen her gala? That oh man, she did. Yeah, man, uh, she's just done everything. Public hearing, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's what I like about soldiers, yeah. you know, who participate in the army in the fight yeah. for you know for equal rights mm-hmm. and you know civil rights and equal rights. I mean, I love that stuff, man. Absolutely. Well, look here, we got another phone call. Let's see what we got. We got people just calling in. Area code nine one eight four three zero. You on the Bobby Eaton show? Hi, Bobby. Hi, Miss Sherry. Hi, Dr. Turner. This is Raynell. Hey. Okay. I was just calling in to reiterate. I'm grateful uh, for you, Dr. Turner, being here in Tulsa. You really give me hope um, for what the church should look like. Um, Make me want (laughs) to return to church as a millennial. Something uh, (laughs) that I think is missing in church uh, is what you're bringing to um, the church today, and I am grateful for that. You inspire my work, um, how humble, fearless, and passionate you are, um, and just talking about all the things and uh, touching on all the things. So thank you for your service to Tulsa. Rennell, I really I appreciate you, mm-hmm. um, a young woman who who doesn't mind coming out for a cause. You are really a, a true asset um, and a visionary, and you work hard. Um, congratulations again on your house. Yeah, uh, I hate I couldn't make it uh, to your house warming, um, but I really appreciate Thanks. you being on the front lines um, um, at GLA, at City Hall, all that you do. Um, it it is definitely needed, and um, I'm I I really appreciate your call tonight. Yes, we have a lot of people. Yeah, thank you so much. Out here, the the millennials are out. I said we have a lot of people like you, Raynell, and you're setting an example for folks that That's you right. don't even you don't even know people are watching you and you know what you're doing in the community and you probably think you're just going about your business and nobody sees you, but yes. 
And she, she hasn't even turned 30 yet. She's doing all right, that. Right, right. And inspiring other folks. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much, Ms. Sherry. Thank you, Dr. Tana. Have a good evening. You too. You too. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling in. Okay. All right. Well, man, hey, we're back and uh, we've been talking about reparations, man. What do you think of some of the moves that we as a people need to do to really speed up the process? Well, first, um, I think I kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, we need to hold our elected officials accountable. Right. Believe, um, you cannot. I in, really believe that for sure. In 2020, mm-hmm. um, there should not be a vote given that is first not given with a statement on where they are politically on reparations. Right. Um, number two, we need to research ourselves and just a lot of people. And I hear this all the time. I grew up in Tulsa. And I didn't know anything about the race massacre. Oh, you hear it all oh. the time. That's, you know, that's I mean, a, you can't advocate yeah. for something you don't you don't know you don't anything about. about. That's right. true, and that's why, and it's probably by design. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, by design. I mean, you, you may have had family members to talk about it in in closed circles in the house, but outside, you know, we we don't know about that. The educational well, system is just not catching up. You, you know, I, I was told that. Back in the day, they didn't want to talk about it after it happened because they didn't want it to reoccur. Mm-hmm. That's you know, right. To just all over again. That threat was palpable. So man. they, so the elders and everybody just kept it hush hush. Don't mm-hmm. talk about that ride. That's something you don't talk about. No, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so because they knew that the young people mm-hmm. were going to rebel, coming up behind, coming up yeah. behind them, were going to be like, what? Mm-hmm. you know, and it was going to be. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was so bad. That yeah, it was so terrible. I mean, the first time airplanes were used to terrorize Americans wow. was not Pearl Harbor, was not 9-11. It was right Maybe here in Tulsa. Right. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. And they, the people who flew those planes never were prosecuted with the crime. We went to war against Al-Qaeda for what they did on 9-11, right? We went and bombed Pearl. Mm-hmm. We went and bombed Hiroshima. Right. We, we well, America. Right. America. We went yeah. and bombed. Yeah. Yeah. Black folks didn't go the, bomb. The first nothing. time a nuclear weapon, the atomic yeah. bomb was dropped, I got you. was in response to Pearl Harbor. Yeah. And they still don't have a military to this day because of what they did at Pearl Harbor. We are their military right now. But the first time the airplanes used to terrorize Americans and not one, one person, person be charged for the crime? Man, go ahead. And then on top of that, the, the company that owned the airplanes, according to the Race Ride Commission Report 2001, was Sinclair Oil. Oh, God. Yeah. The gas the station, private, the green dinosaur that we the still patronize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk about adding insult to injury. Mm-hmm. Wow. The first time airplanes used to terrorize black folks, was right, terrorize Americans, black or white, was right here in Tulsa. Now, one of those persons was charged with the crime, and the company that owned the planes that terrorized us Still in operation. And still making money. And still making money. Yeah. And we ain't saying a word. We just. We, we go, we're not we, saying a word because we don't know. 
And that's the problem. And that's the problem. That's why we have platforms like this to give out information. I love your show. Man, you got to have black communication and media. Yes. It is so important to get the word out. We have the media, we have the word out, but I want to get back to what you're saying holding your elected officials accountable. Okay, now that's another conversation. Yeah, that's another conversation, Mm -hmm. but how do you do that? We, at every political candidate form, you know, there ought to be somebody. Uh, asking them a question. I don't care if it's on the agenda to talk about or not. You cannot come into our community and try to get our vote if you don't have an answer to reparations and how to make that possible. Um, we we desperately, and also to make it more uh, contemporary, we need a new police chief in this city. The fact that uh, what happened to people like Terrence Crutcher and others in this city, black men being killed, black men and women, mm-hmm. um, and to still have the same leadership. You know, where else is that done? Like, Whoa. really? Where else is that done? Every, in every other city where a black person was killed by the police, and correct me if I'm wrong, that police chief is no longer serving okay. today. True, true, true. But well, we still in Tulsa. We got the same. Well, we got a different. Shit. We got a different mentality here. We only stick together for a couple of weeks after an incident <laughs> take place. You know, somebody gets shot, somebody get killed. We're gonna be protesting for two weeks, a couple yeah. of weeks. Uh, and Sherry, you said something about the elected officials. The thing about that is, we're not educated what an elected official is and what their positions do. We vote on them based upon popularity and names. In the community. In the community. See, a lot of us don't know what a city councilor's position do or what a state representative's position do or a senator. Mm -hmm. They don't even know Mm -hmm. what those titles are and what what the responsibility. We will elect an elected official and we'll kick back and we'll expect them to change the world. You know, and when they're not doing what we think they should do, we're going to talk about them behind their back and we're going to chop them off and stuff like that, which we don't need to be doing, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than, well, the the grass need to be cut over here in the field. You know what I mean? And call your state representative and ask them, who do you contact? That's right. Uh, uh, You know, because that's the city property. That's right. You know, and we don't think like that. And those are some of the things that we need to start thinking a lot to hold our uh, elected officials accountable. That's right. So along with voter education, people need to be educated on the the, the political process. process. The the process. Like people don't know. What are you voting? What are you voting for? What are you voting for? And what are you voting for? What are you voting? I'm like this. I study the vote before I go to vote. Good. Right. I, I need to know what I'm voting for. A lot of times the system will have uh, legislative type things that check the box mm-hmm. and you don't know what boxes to check. That's right. Right. You know, so some right. people just check any box. Mm-hmm. Yes right. or no. They check. <laughs> and it could be devastating. That's it could right. be killing them. That's right. right. You know, mm-hmm. so you got to know what you're voting on. Yes. You do. I don't check a box unless I know what it's all about. I right. don't blame you. That's my process. I don't. I don't blame you at all. And so, uh, the first thing is you need to make sure we hold our elected officials accountable. Well, really, first thing you need to educate yourself um, on the issue. If you are in Tulsa and you don't know about the race riot, race massacre that was called a riot for too long, and that was that term was used for political reasons, then shame on you. You right. need to educate yourself. And don't we cannot, unfortunately. 
Brother Eden. We cannot depend upon our current educational system. Oh no. To educate our, our children. We can't. We just we just can't. That's why we at the church we have this freedom from account that Dr. Crutcher mentioned. We we, we cannot take that for granted. Uh, that they're going to learn that anyway. So we have to teach them um, ourselves and uh, then that, then really have a strong stance uh, on your elected officials. And those, I'm not talking about just black elected officials. Oh, black, uh-huh. white, anybody in your district, anybody wants your vote yeah. needs, needs to support your agenda, mm-hmm. period, point blank. Um, and, 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 and really, uh, because I used to work in politics and Elected officials are real big with saying, well, that's not an issue in my community. Nobody has come up to me and said that was a big issue in my community. And so if they can say that, they can go on and act as though they don't have to do anything about your particular agenda. But so if we don't have an agenda as a people, that's why this conference that Christy is talking about uh, is so huge. That's why this thing we have Saturday at Vernon well, we have somebody from the ACLU coming down mm-hmm. to talk about racism man, in America. We got we to advertise. Man. We got to. And I want to talk to you about It's kind of like, you know, we can have all of these mm-hmm. events. And when we have these events, you got 10 people show up, yeah. you know, 15 right. people. And it's not publicized. And it's the same yeah. soldiers. Yeah. Because I, me and Kevin Ross and Nehemiah Frank yeah. and some of these guys, mm-hmm. we cannot express how important it yeah, is to have black media to advertise stuff. We can work deals with you. I got you. You know what I mean? Because we're 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 owned and we're independently owned, but it's so important. More so than you getting an ink pen and a pencil and writing it all down in the study room. Yeah, yeah. And you having your event and you got ten people, people show, show up. up. When you need a thousand people to show up. So how do we get those thousand people? We got to get the word out some kind of way to the public so they can, because I'm like this, if you solicit a hundred people, I'm just using an example. You might get 25, you know, out of that hundred. Now you do a thousand, you might get 250 or 300. It's a a law of averages and numbers, but you got to let people know, especially when you got four, Platforms like ours who will do it for you for free. Absolutely. You just got to bring it to us. And that's something that we don't do in our community, which stifles us in our productions because we don't advertise. Or if they advertise, they're using the wrong avenues too. No, they don't. They advertise a little bit here and there Mm -hmm. amongst themselves and their friends. Mm Amongst themselves and their friends. You got social media out here, mm-hmm. and they try to go that way. You got radio stations. You got newspapers. You got all kinds of media that will help you advertise your, your thing. And, and you got to do it in a timely manner, too. You can't sure. wait till a week before your event <laughs> and then try to jump out yeah, there and yeah. advertise. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, that's true. You know, if your event is next month, you know, and you know it's next month, you can jump out there a month or two in the head. And let everybody know, because you know, black people, we we last minute. Wait till the last. We minute. wait till the last minute to do anything to show up, whether we gonna go or not, or participate in this and participate in that. So we got to get better at it, man. No. You know, I'd like to see more radio stations here in Tulsa, more TV shows, more newspapers, more mega black magazines. That's the whole key. Yeah, that's right. Because mainstream media will tell it their way. They'll interview with you for 
10 minutes mm-hmm. and I'll give you 10 seconds worth of interview when you see it on TV. And I also believe that you should come to your black media first. That's right. That's a good before point. Before you run that Fox 23 and Channel 6, you know, and Channel 8 and all of them, you know, we talk about, man, they'll run over there real fast and then here, mm. and we have to get the story from them. When you should be running your butt over here to eat media services, Black Wall Street Times, Oklahoma Eagle, Greenwood Tribune, you know, and all of these people first. You should do that first. That's what's wrong with it. every other race will do it, mm-hmm. but we won't do it. Because we want, well, they little eyes on so. But at least we'll know. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, well, at least we'll know, and it only takes a a phone call, a conversation, to let us know, so we can just go and start talking about it. But we gonna talk about this. I'm gonna go to the phone line. Let me get off my horse. No man, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm gonna get to the phone. Let's see what we got here. Area code four zero five eight eight five. You're on the Bobby Eaton show. Yes, uh, Mr. E, Mr. Jabbar Shoemate, Dr. Hey, Jabbar, how are you doing? Attorney brother and Miss Sherry hey, Lafty. I just hey. want to say I've been uplifted by all of the things that you've talked about, but I want to thank you, Dr. Turner, for coming to Tulsa and giving your time and your talent and your treasure in such an important issue. When we talk about the issue of reparations, it's important to help people understand what that looks like. And you've been on a, on a mission to help people understand and be able to frame, this is what this is, and this is why, before we ever talk about reconciliation, That's right. you have to repair. You have to repair. To... You still there? For helping this city. I'm still mm-hmm. here, helping this city. Okay. Achieve what is true reconciliation. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Thank you for calling you. in, man. I got to get you in here for an interview. And I appreciate I love uh, to. you, brother Jabbar, because um, oftentimes people kind of mention that, you know, they want to, they want to kumbaya, right? <laughs> they want to, they want us to just get along and let's move forward. You know, and that is fine. Um, that is fine if we have had justice. Mm-hmm. That is, I mean, we can let's let, let's let's move forward. Mm-hmm. But let's first address why you got six inch heels on mm-hmm. walking, and I'm over here in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and 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 let's let's talk about how fast can we move forward if you got if you got. Um, some 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 running shoes on, and my feet in cedar blocks. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that I think it's disingenuous. I think it comes from a position of privilege mm-hmm. when people's gut reaction is, "Well, let's just move forward. Let's just not even think about that." Um, but that happened to me, right? And so it's easy for you to say, "Let's not think about that." Uh, and even even I've heard uh, some African Americans say. Well, you know, let's forget about that. Let's move on. That when you bring up the past, it makes people feel bad, and it's just not good. It's, it's not, part of your history, it's, it's, but you haven't dealt with it. You ain't dealt with it. You yeah. do not deal with it. Undiagnosed trauma is still there. I went to a workshop uh, recently at Langston University. Shout out to the Mighty Lions, I believe. That's mm-hmm. Langston yeah. Lions. Langston Lions. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and they had a workshop on trauma. 
and and trauma based on things like the race massacre and how not just the massacre but slavery and all of that can be embedded into your DNA, DNA. and you suffering, mm-hmm. you tense, you stressed out, and the sun is shining outside. It's because you have this undiagnosed trauma internally that you have not even addressed. And so as a community of people um, to have suffered, you know, a similar experience um, to act as though we can just go on without any addressing of what happened. I think it's a farce. And I think you only hear that when it comes to our issues. You never tell a Jewish person oh, God, no. to get over the Holocaust. Never. You, you never mention America. America yeah. would never tell yeah. itself, let's just get over 9 11. No. Let's just forget that ever right. happened. Mm-mm. You know, we still fight right I, now. Over uh, in, uh, for example, that area. the Oklahoma City bombing. Oh, my God. Yeah, for home. sure. Oh, my God. You know, we had the bombing. That, that bombing took place, exactly. and that was a horrible thing. But you don't have a problem acknowledging Not that a problem at in all. our daily lives. Right. But the mass, this massacre that took place, you still don't want to deal with That's it. That's right. You still don't want to tell the truth and, about and, it. And and I, I really get why white people don't want to talk about it, because it kind of indicts them. Um, but the problem I have, I have a problem with them too, because I think that if they're, they're real persons of conscience, they should care about what happens to mm-hmm. us. But my, 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 one of my biggest concerns is African-Americans because it's, it's, it's as though we have taken on the mind frame of our oppressors Oppre- internalized. And, 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 and we don't think our issues are right. of enough value to be even looked at mm-hmm. or even atoned for. Right. Mm-hmm. And that that to me is problematic, and it it is so it is so sad and it's so damaging that we have passed that down. I think at first it was passed down out of fear. Our parents and grandparents didn't want what happened in 1921 to happen again, um, but I think now it's gone from straight up fear to a point of we don't even feel that we're worthy enough to have our justice atoned for, right? Or fought for even so. Why are you out there on the street corner? This is this happened almost a hundred years ago. Well, it just goes back to what we were talking about slavery before. When you see that type of trauma, that's right. When you visualize that, okay, and getting back to being in your DNA, when a woman is carrying a child, she's actually representing three generations at one time. That's right. So it's not just her and what she's carrying; it's her future's future mm. and all that internalized stress and same thing for me it's internalized it's there mm. so it's passed on from generation to generation you don't want to call we like to say generational curses mm-hmm. that kind of thing it's not mm-hmm. a curse it's just it becomes a part of who you are That's you right. can go certain places and all of a sudden you just don't feel comfortable over bridges That's over right. big bodies of water and it has nothing to do with your fear per se that has become a part of your DNA. DNA. It's become a part of you. And so That's it right. is passed from well, generation to generation know, because, to generation. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I feel funny when I'm just sitting there with a whole bunch of white people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm, I mean, I do. I get, the, I get the funny feeling. I don't even know what to, you know, I'll be like, <clears throat> what's going on right here? Well, Bobby, on a cold day in the, in the middle of the winter, you know, you could probably like, they have to turn their head just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's all right. That's okay. Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob, huh? I feel funny, but, you know, I'll say, ooh, my grandpa. (laughs) Whatever. But, you know, it's uh, it's crazy, though. You know, we got to do better. Yeah. We just got to start doing better. Internalize. Internalize. Address address the traumas that we've experienced. Actually start doing them. Well, we got to start doing more so than we're talking. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times, black folks, we'll get together and we'll mm-hmm. talk. But we'll talk and talk. Do but something. to actually do it and yeah. visually see it, yeah, we got to start being able to visually see little stores and grocery stores and things popping up and stuff like that. You know, well, We have mm-hmm. to be able to support it. I think Christy mentioned a point that it's one thing for us to get a reparations check, which I support, right? Um, but it's another thing that for some of us, for, for really, I mean, if white people who had businesses looked at it from this point of view, they'll be much more supportive of it. Um, because when we get money, it doesn't stay in our community, but like 30 minutes. That's it. If that's, that long, that's long enough to get a haircut, <laughs> right? You know, you, might, you might be able to that's stop it. at the quick trip up you know, there and get some gas. Our, but, our, and if you get Saint your Claire's, hair done over here, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so it, invest in Sinclair, huh? Yeah. And that was, so, we got a Sinclair for the longest before so, the quick trip took over. So really? Yeah. That was oh, saying, yeah. Nah. Uh, we is, don't even know it. See, that's the information that we need. We patronize all it. Even a quick trip. Let me tell you something. I talked to the regional manager up there, right? Mm-hmm. It's the number three quick trip in the nation. That mm-hmm. that up there. It just came a couple it, of days ago. Yeah, no, no. It just it, this this what it is. Number oh, three oh, in sales. Wow. Number up three there. in sales. Pine and Peoria. Yeah. In the nation. In the nation. So and that's it's not Texas even like a year old. It ain't even a year old. All them black dollars going to uh, gentrification. Yeah. And gentrification, they're not putting anything not back putting in. They're not putting any money back, yeah. in. back in. And it's sad because it's, it's so sad when you quick trip has like um they have money that they get for fundraising and whatnot. Oh, and they do. And to get the little coupons, they almost make you jump through a hoop, hoop to, to get, get those things. Wow. But again, you I, it, they did. They do not want to support our causes on too many levels. You know. You know when I took those kids to Atlanta. You stopped at how many? I <laughs> when I took those young people to Atlanta, I petitioned Quick Trip to help us go to Atlanta. How much? To get I didn't you? get a dime. They didn't even give you no coupons. No coupons <laughs> or nothing out of them. After soliciting them, I'm taking twelve young youth to that, so they didn't respond. And I said, hmm, they're in. A, they're making all these millions and mm-hmm. millions and millions of dollars. But they're not putting anything into our community. The Burger King is up there. This new gentrification mm-hmm. is coming, right. y'all. No, it's here. It's here. You know, so you, people need to wake With up. All those little entities that you're talking about, you're requesting funds from them. I think they want to say we have so many people coming from them trying to get mm-hmm. from us. Yeah. But you're still not giving But you them. got them soldiers like them Tiffany Crutchers and them mm-hmm. Christies oh, yeah, who donate, who yeah. will help. You know, you got people in a community who can see what you're trying to do Mm -hmm. and they will donate and help. But, you know, we got to get our community into donating and helping in a whole lot of areas. You know, we got to get them to not just the soldiers Mm -hmm. in the trenches, because, you know, it is a few people that make a lot of people look bad. Yeah. Think Mm -hmm. about that, you know, because the majority of people here in North Tulsa district, uh, District One are good people. Mm-hmm. Just a few knuckleheads That's out there all. doing some knucklehead stuff, but mainstream media will put it on that tube, that you know, and they'll show it, they'll show it, show it, show it, 
and they'll keep doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, for one, you know, for one thing, I w- I contacted the local media prior to us going to Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. And I told them we were going to Atlanta and come by at two o'clock, two thirty, Fox twenty three, Channel six, Channel eight. I solicited them all, Good. right? I did. Nobody showed up mm-hmm. when we left. But when we got yeah, when we when we got burglarized down oh, there, they, they showed and, that, and they they came back up here and came in here and showed that. Mm-hmm. See, oh, that's, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> so <laughs> the narrative that they want to come out from this side of town is crazy. It's crazy. It's neg- they don't want that type. Mm-mm. A story, that, um, that good story. Mm-mm. They didn't want what we did in Greenwood. Mm-hmm. You know, Black Wall Street. That's why our children def- don't know it. Well, well, they didn't want it. They didn't want it then because it was so powerful That's and right. people were making so much money because you, you were insular. You know, a generation from slavery. Just, just a generation from slavery. Okay, less than fifty years. Yeah, less than fifty years. Yes, from slavery. You had African American former slaves mm-hmm. of the Native Americans, former slaves to the whites in the mm-hmm. South, come to an area without any small business loan, without any governmental grant, without any without without any philanthropy at all. Um, not not without any like formal education. Like these folks didn't have college degrees. Nope. They had determination. Right. They had faith in God. Mm -hmm. And they built the greatest economic place for African Americans than anything in this country. And how did this conservative state reward them? The people who made their own money, they destroyed it out of racism. And then uh, they passed laws, as you know. To keep us from rebuilding. Thank God for people like a Chappelle, Spencer, mm-hmm. and, and uh, those lawyers, uh, Buck Franklin, mm-hmm. who sued them, and we actually got that overturned. But over time, uh, they did things like urban removal, mm-hmm. uh, put the interstate highway there in 1967. Right. Oh yeah. And, and they so today, the only thing we have left on Greenwood Avenue, on the original Greenwood Avenue, because I don't call that Gap Band Road mm. uh, Greenwood, because how in the world can the road go straight and take a right? And you still call it the same road. <laughs> right, same that road. That ain't Greenwood. The road, right. the length that is on, mm-hmm. that ain't Greenwood. I mean, that's Gap Band Road. Mm-hmm. How can, it's straight, so, then it makes that hook. It's yeah, yeah, straight all the way down. It's straight all the way down. But they did that through urban, urban mm-hmm. removal. No, they and, did it on purpose. And, 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 we, and we don't understand that was all a part of the plan. But right, also a part of the plan, diabetes. they erased something major. They did. They, you know what? Besides history. Greenwood, outside of Greenwood, they erased something major. And you know what that was? What was that? Lansing. Lansing, yeah, Lansing had Lansing so much big. economic development, yeah. movie theaters, pool mm-hmm. halls, churches, uh, churches stores, hotels. Yeah. They erased it. You know, Morton is down there. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it's industrial now. So they erased it. They totally. cleared it. And so to my point, the only thing mm-hmm. that's still a black on on the original Greenwood Avenue is your church. Is a church. It's a church. Yeah. And the only thing we have from the Black Wall Street era in the Greenwood district is the basement of our church that was built in And you're taking up donations for that, right? Yes, we trying are. Trying to get Des- desperately. To get- but building yeah. that old needs so much repairs. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a go page. Uh, it's doing okay. I thank God for those. What is it? GoFundMe Vernon? Yeah, GoFundMe Vernon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very easy to find. If you want to, you can send something in the mail. Just put for 
uh, Blessing of the Basement campaign. Yeah. Because yeah. we're trying to really, because even this year without any marks or anything, in person, over 1,200 tours of the church. People just come from all over. And they just so, want to see the church. And, huh? yeah, and they just want to see, they want to be in that space. Mm-hmm. And so we really want to set it up to be much more amenable uh, for tours. Um, and of course, as Dr. Crutcher mentioned, the, mo- the memorial. Boy, everybody needs some finance, don't we? Everybody. Yeah, but, to, yeah. to, but to me, mm-hmm. um, this is more about keeping what our ancestors built. Like our it sanctuary is. was built by the survivors, mm-hmm. and their names are on it's our historical. same land it's, it's, it's a landmark and of our history. I feel like the presence. I'm reminded of when 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 God came uh, and visited uh, uh, Cain after he killed Abel. And he mm-hmm. says his blood, he said, what have you done? He said, your brother's blood cries up to me from the soil, mm-hmm. from the ground. And truly, um, mm-hmm. unatoned blood, yeah. it's the curse on the land. And it still cries out to God. So when I go down to Greenwood, as I do like In every day, space, it, it's just, it, wow. I feel like the blood crying out, you know, wow. saying, "Do you? can you hear me? Is there anybody willing uh, to go and, and fight for our cause? And so that that just you know really has given me the motivation and the passion uh, to fight to fight for justice for for for, and I do it as long as God uh, keeps putting breath in my body. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's that's what we do. That's what we seek to do and accomplish. And it's 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 not something that um, I have sought attention for. It's just one of those things where. You know, people have heard and they see like CNN, um, now the ACLU, now CBS coming at the 15th with Nicole Young mm-hmm. at 60 Minutes. And it's just, you know, God bringing their attention on on the movement um, and how it's, it's just this time. And I know we failed in courts back in 2001. Uh, so legally, there's no there's no mandate. Um, statutorily, we're trying to work with elected officials to get that done. But morally, and that's all I stand on, you know, morally, it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's the right thing to do. And there's no statute of limitation on morality. Mm-hmm. That doesn't expire. Yeah. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break. I got to pay the bills. Sure. You know, they say, Bobby, you got to pay the bills. So I'm going to pay some bills. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. You can dial that number 646-716-5525 and talk to Pastor Turner of the historical uh, Vernon AME Church. And so we're going to be right back. So y'all stick around, okay? Cool. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to the Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. 
We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. Dawn Tree here, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, your one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. You can find us online at www.utreep.com. That's the letter U-T-R-E-E-P.com, as well as finding us on Facebook, Underground Tree Studios, Instagram as Underground Tree, and you can also find artist Dawn Tree online as Artista Dawn Tree, and you can also kick it old school and give us a call at 202 202- 910-4409. Don't hesitate to call us. All it takes is a 10-minute consultation. We can have you hooked up. See. If your credit starts with a 3, 4, 5, or 6, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554. Or text camp to 76626. If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. It's the Two Dogs Radio Show. Sports Talk has two new voices. Jerome and Young, Talk NFL, NBA, NCAA, and local sports. Highlighting legendary coaches locally and around the globe. Two Dogs Radio Show. Start. Now, KBOB, the home of the Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show, and Two Dogs Radio Show. Yeah. I do it big. Okay. You better R-E-S-P-E-C-T me. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stay connected and call us now at 646-716-5525 and press 1 to go live. It's the Juice Radio Show, bringing the live people on our show. Tulsa's top show, music artists and entrepreneurs. Sit down, exclusively with the Juice. rocking with the best. The Juice Radio Show, Tulsa. Ladies and gentlemen, the all-new KBOB 89.9 FM, Black on Black Community Radio. It's the Two Dogs Radio Show. Sports Talk has two new voices. Jerome and Young, Talk NFL, NBA, NCAA, and local sports. Highlighting legendary coaches locally and around the globe. Two Dogs Radio Show. Start now. We use our platform to promote today's leaders while inspiring tomorrow's. 
We super serve our local community while helping you serve the world. We are Eaton Media Services, a full-service company providing promotion, geography, recording services, and more. Connect with us today to find out how we can help you entertain, empower, and inform at EatonMediaServices.com. It's the Juice Radio Show, bringing the liveest people on our show. Talk to top chefs, music artists, and entrepreneurs. Sit down exclusively with the Juice. rocking with the best. The Juice Radio Show Tulsa. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. We tell stories our way. Oh, yeah. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And we are taking donations over here at Eaton Media Services, located at 1533 North Norfolk. We're trying to get a van now. We need some transportation. You know, we don't have no transportation for our youth, the Juice Radio Show, which airs every Thursday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. You know, and uh, those young people are doing some um, a lot of stuff. You know, so that's what they're doing. Let's go to phone lines and see if we got somebody else right here. I hope I ain't clicking on the same person. Let's see what's going on. Area code 918-346. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, Bobby. This is Cleo. Hey, Cleo Harris. Cleo Harris. What's going on? What's going on, my brother? I I, I know that laugh in the background. That's that. That's that James Evans laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. How we doing, my brother? Oh man, I'm I'm blessed as always. Uh, I I just so happened to see my brother Robert uh, uh, post a picture, and I seen. Wait a minute, I know that studio, and I said, "What?" <laughs> And so I was like, oh, man, I got to call in. I got to call in. So I'm calling well, you, in. You called in, and you know this place too well. So, you know, he's here. Yeah, Our I brother, mean, been, Robert, Pastor Robert Turner, is in the house. Right. And we've been great talking. Man, great man of the most high. Yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely an inspiration, a, a community leader, a righteous ruling man sent from the most high. And just love him. Love him like a brother, you know. Uh, oh yeah. I, I he didn't get a chance too. to listen. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a chance to uh listen to the show. I know y'all probably had a good show and I was like, Oh man, I probably got about ten minutes, so mm-hmm. you know, if I can just two minutes in and well, you know, you know, you know, it's recorded. So the show is recorded. All you gotta do is Google a Bobby Eaton show and you can listen to to um, you know, listen to all the shows. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I just just wanted to, you know, call in and just, <clears throat> you know, let everybody know, hey, uh, uh, you know, you guys are doing a great job and service for the community, and we need you. We love you. And, um, we all, we all, we got. And yes, sir. Got yes, sir. What you're doing. You say you're that one. Right yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing, and uh, you know I'm proud. I'm proud of you guys. Proud to be a part of a great company of a good, good, strong black educated man. 
Same. Sounds good to me, man. Continue listening, okay? Brother Cleo, I've said privately, and I just want to say publicly, man, you have been um, a solid comrade and uh, an Aaron or however you you want to put it, you 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 are a true the true epitome of um, someone in the trenches. Um, you come out, um, you you act, you support, you lead, um, you you are just you're a prayer warrior. Um, you yeah. you are a confidant. Um, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful so much that God. Uh, brought you out and um i i don't know whether you shared your story on the bobby eden show but just how oh, he's been on here a million times tuned, uh, but I, mm-hmm. I gave you a huge shout out earlier in the show um and it's just been a, a wonderful wonderful journey for justice with you brother it really has uh, hey man same to you man and 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 yes, man, number one, and Bobby will tell you, I'm a, yeah, I'm a prayer warrior and I'm a team player and whatever the father sees fit, I want to do his will. And so, yeah. you know, no one man can do it by itself. And That's I right. Just, you know, That's I right. appreciate how he linked us up and we went right to work. And That's right. Once we're doing that one project for you. Yeah. Uh, that, Can't wait to see that. that. I, I, Oh well, you know. You're gonna keep the crowd guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I guess I can go on and break the news, you know, and then then I get on off of here because I I want to keep the show in the format that it was going. But uh, I definitely want uh, you guys, uh, you know, to be the first to know that I'm opening up my first storefront. Oh, okay. oh, that's great! You didn't tell me about that, man. What's up? you come back. You know, I like to surprise you because I get a laugh. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I like to surprise you, but but mm-hmm. I can you no didn't surprise me on that one. It, well, if if you're ready to get out there, because you know some of the people I know, like you know them, know them, like Kevin Matthews. Alvin Muhammad, mm-hmm. uh, Donald that runs the insurance uh, company, mm-hmm. uh, play guitar, and David Harris. You you know a lot of people, but um, <clears throat> um, I'm opening up my storefront, and I want you guys, you know, I and I, here's the thing, you know, I'm doing a lot of this by myself. And Bobby, you know, I don't ask for help or anything. I just, I just, you know, if people heart's been touched to be a part of something that I'm doing or I'm doing with them, then yeah, hey, you know, hey, help your brother out. So I'm I'm needing donations or whatever anybody Man, needs. where is your storefront at? Where is your yeah. storefront? Hey, I, man? Was, I was building to it. Since well, you didn't already be, put be, that out like that. <laughs> yeah, he took a long time. Hey, you know, run, long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I wanted to surprise my brother Robert too, so I'm gonna be okay. like this and let you guys guess, and then I'm gonna get on out here and we can talk okay. out the phone. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a neighbor to Brother Robert's uh, church. What? A neighbor? What you mean a neighbor? Where, <laughs> where about? Where about? Robert knows. <laughs> 
You know what he's talking about? Yeah. On, on Greenwood. Oh, you're going to be on Greenwood. Oh, so you can. I'm actually in my store right now on Greenwood. Where now? Which one is that? Next to Rob. You say next to church. I'm in I'm in Suite 104 across from Wanda J. Oh, okay. That's okay. <laughs> the corner. Is that by Fat Guys? Yeah, no, well, that's... I'm, I'm I'm on I'm on the west side, the the, okay. the uh, uh, last phase. Where the black walker art gallery used to be. Where the art gallery used to be. Right, right. Well, no, wow. I'm, I'm on the west side. I'm on the west yeah. side. You yeah, say you said where the art gallery used to be. Yeah, you no, 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 no. The west side. That's where Doctor Reed's wife used to be. No, that's on the corner. That's on the corner. You know, he's on. That's uh, on the you corner. Were, I'm. I'm. I'm a you were, down from that. You okay. you were uh, you had t-shirts in there once before on consignment, didn't you? No, that's the the, the Greenwood Historic. That's about two. I'm next to the architect. Well, you don't agree with the cigar yeah, with, the, with the baseball with the cigar a, guy who moved out. Well, the cigar yeah, guy moved out. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Man, I want to say, you I right, wanna, Sherry, I right next to that. First uh-huh. to y'all to say congratulations. Congratulations, yeah. welcome, my brother. Welcome to, from the path of the granddad of Greenwood, uh, Vernon. Uh, welcome to Greenwood, right. man. Welcome to Greenwood. That is good. Man. Yeah, I'm gonna be missing. I'm gonna be messing with you, man. You know I'm gonna be missing. You know, I'm gonna be all down here messing with you. It's it's the most high, man. It's the most yeah. high. But I you know, I I need the community. Thank you, but I need the community support. support. You know so what, what yeah. are you doing? What are you doing? You doing you doing your t you doing your t shirts down there? I'm doing I'm doing the t shirt, but the name the, the father put this in my heart about two weeks. Three weeks back, real strong. I had no clue this is what it was going to end up being. But the name of the T-shirt uh, company or store is going to be called Black Wall Street Tees and Souvenirs. <laughs> okay, huh? <laughs> you gonna wear, boy? Because they don't have a souvenir shop down there. They don't People have always one. Walk down there yeah, looking they for don't have people. one. They don't and, have one, right? Absolutely. Uh-oh. Y'all know I just I. Yeah, y'all know strictly I'm just, you know, I do T-shirts and that's it. But mm-hmm. the father spoke to my heart three weeks ago and <clears throat> just kept saying, get a store, get a store. And uh, it's funny how it ended up, but I, uh, Tori down here told yeah. me, hey, I need some T-shirts down here. And I was like, okay, you just want me to bring some And then, of course, I'm in there and she says, you know what? You need your own storefront. <laughs> and I was—I mean, it happened like back to back, like within yeah. days. And I said, "Well, show me the ropes." I mean, I, I never had a storefront on my own. She said, "Go across the street and talk mm-hmm. to me." And so yeah. that same day, I went across the about street now. to Miss Wilson. And then, as soon as I was talking to Miss Wilson, she she was okay. You got the store. I got a store for you. And then here comes uh-huh. a, a Freeman guy, and he said, uh-huh. "Okay, here you go." And that's how okay. That sounds good, man. We on the last two minutes of the show, and go ahead, uh, man. we gonna support support you. So I'll, I'll talk to you in a minute, okay? Congrats. Okay, brother Congrats. Robert, call me when you get done. Okay. okay my phone battery is dead, so I gotta <laughs> wait to <till> charge. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, let me get one more phone call. 918-402, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show. What's going on, kings and queens? This is Chief. Hey, Chief, how you oh, doing, man? Oh, my goodness. You in the last few yeah. seconds of the show. So what's know, going on? With I know. Leader. I know. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going to say nothing, but thank you. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Thank you, Bobby, for being, just really being a, um, a conduit, you know, for our community and for and for bringing um you know a space for people's voices like the phenomenal Dr. Turner that you got with you and and of course the queen uh, sitting next to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. but I I just really want to thank you man. I want to go a Bobby Eaton show and the legacy that you're creating, you know, because people are going to remember you long after you're gone. So I just want to oh, thank you. Thank you so much, man. It's all in my yeah. heart to do this to give back. You know, save Absolutely. one. Because somebody did it for me. I didn't do it for myself. Somebody did it for me. Thank you, Brother Chief. Thanks so much. And thank you so much, okay? All right. Take care. All right. Hey, thank you, Pastor Turner. Oh, it's my pleasure. For coming here, man, and doing this and sharing all this pertinent information, man. We're going to get you back in here. Okay. Okay? Okay. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's just really been a joy um, to be a part of your show my first time. And, um, Thank you for having me and uh, keep me and please your listening audience. Keep me lifted up in prayer uh, every Wednesday at 430. Sounds yeah. good to me. Sherry Lasky. Yes, sir. Hey, we've had a great time, huh? Definitely. Right, great conversation. And uh, we're going to do it once again. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, you've been on the Bobby Eaton show where we tell our stories our way. You can always tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And on Saturdays from 12 to 2 p.m. This Wednesday, Charlie Red, Full Flavor Kings, gonna be in here, chopping it up some music from a musical standpoint. So tune in this coming Wednesday. Love and be loved.